1: But KXP's Martin Douglas reports on how the art ethos and business of professional wrestling and music have always walked hand in hand.
0: At its core, wrestling is a visceral and emotional experience. The sort of profound connection to a creative form that is best shared in a live setting among a community of people. Sound familiar? I basically just described how most of us feel about music.
2: Living
0: like a stone in a river Damian Abraham, frontman of Effed Up and host of both the podcast Turned Out a Punk and the Vice TV documentary series The Wrestlers, speaks on those similarities. In
2: general terms of music, I think like wrestling and jazz have a lot of similarities in the the way it feeds off a live audience in a live situation, and the way there's a lot of improvisation.
0: As a punk rocker by trade and religion. Damien naturally has quite a few insights on wrestling as it relates to punk.
2: Both of them are kind of subverting their respective worlds on their heads. You know, they're playing with the conventions of their world, like with wrestling, it's sports, and with punk, it's music. I think both of them tend to get underestimated on the surface by outsiders who don't understand
0: them. Jim Perry is the owner and promoter of Defy Wrestling. It's a Seattle-based company, which has established itself as one of the top independent wrestling brands on the West Coast.
2: Wrestling is, of course, an art form, and it's also a craft, just like music. When Shaka Khan hits, you know that the captivating entrance of Shane Strickland is about to begin. This guy just has this essence of cool with him when he just comes. It's Just look at it.
0: On the way to pro wrestling entering the pantheon of pop culture was the innovation of entrance music, wrestlers being played out to the ring by instantly recognizable popular music. Entrance music is such
2: an important part of the storytelling um, aesthetic of what wrestling requires in sort of the modern landscape of things.
0: British Columbia wrestler Daniel McCabe, who is also a guitarist for post hardcore Septet Griefwalker? Thinks very deeply about how storytelling and music enhances his pro wrestling persona.
2: Wrestling matches aren't necessarily strictly stuck in a, a certain formula, but there is, there kind of is a standard formula, right? And it's a standard formula of a
0: story. Basic storytelling structure calls for there to be a beginning, middle, and end to the narrative. At the beginning of every wrestling story comes the introduction of the characters, which is emphasized by entrance music. When he began wrestling for now-defunct Seattle promotion 3 2, one Battle, known for its punk rock presentation and irreverence, Daniel's music was Teenage Kicks by The Undertones.
2: That song, like, it's literally just, like, three drum beats. And then it's like,
0: here's the hook. <laughs> like Here's the riff, and
2: it's not a hard riff.
0: There's a deep, artistic psychology involved in every aspect of being a pro wrestler. What moves you choose to do or not do, what you say, and how you say it. And a lot of it comes from the idea of being cheered or booed, being the good guy, aka the babyface, or the bad guy, known as the heel in wrestling. For his time in 3-2-1 Battle, Teenage Kicks was the perfect choice for Daniel as a way to help get the fans behind him. It
2: got to the point where
0: people were like dancing in their seats and in the aisles
2: and in the, the entrance ways as I entered to that song in 3 two, one and everyone would be singing along on the chorus and it, the energy, I fed off of it. But
0: after a while, Maccabi wanted to change his in-ring personality He wanted to give off a villainous persona. With that change in personality came a different wrestling style and song for his entrance music. He ended up choosing a section of a 29-minute Godspeed you, Black Emperor song called Providence.
2: So there was a ton of psychology and overthinking when it came to switching the song. And at that point, I specifically wanted something as far away as I could get from Teenage Kicks. I wanted something without a hook. I didn't want vocals. I didn't want it to have a rhythm section. I didn't want it to have any kind of beat.
0: A lot of Daniel's ethos as a pro wrestler is informed by not only participating in hardcore punk and indie rock scenes, Daniel wanted to be the wrestling equivalent of an indie rock band.
2: I wanted to find out about um, the cool punk bands before my friends did, you know, and I kind of want to be that wrestler, you know. I want to be kind of that cool, off the beaten path, independent. I want to be different, you know. I want to be able to tell stories the way that I tell stories.
0: Cover! Oh come on! He kicked out! He kicked out! Just barely but Nick Green kicked out! Every good wrestling match tells a story. Pro Wrestling is a variety show. It's your favorite compilation LP from the various artist section of the record store. Some fans attend events to watch gritty, realistic auteurs like Daniel Macabe. Others prefer a flashier, high-flying style. Somewhat to laugh at some of the more comedically oriented stylings. Some just want a villain to boo and heckle. When I asked Defy Wrestling's Jim Perry how musical inspiration informs his work as a wrestling promoter, he says he sees Defy Events as a music compilation and Defy as a record label, pushing out lots of different types of artists.
2: If Defy were a record label, like we're not putting out albums with a bunch of the same type of bands. Uh, (laughs) We got Orville Peck on there. But we also have Chelsea Moore.
0: In the growing world of independent wrestling, Promotions have partnered with music venues to put on shows. The wrestling promotion 321 Battle has run events at the legendary music venue, The Showbox. Defy Wrestling's home court is the historic Washington Hall in Seattle Central District. Run by arts nonprofit 206 Zulu, Washington Hall has hosted performances by such legendary musicians as Billie Holiday and Jimi Hendrix.
2: How grateful we are to be producing shows in the same building that Duke Ellington played at. That hardcore bands played at in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Monumental Fugazi shows.
0: Indie wrestling's explosion in popularity has seen companies run ballrooms and even arenas on occasion. But there are wrestling shows still being held in VFW and Eagles halls, community centers, and even parking lots all across America. If you dig deep into the buried history of these community-run buildings, you will see the footprints of both hardcore punk and professional wrestling. Independent music and independent wrestling represent communities on the fringes of the billion-dollar industries they're a part of. Their artistic endeavors run on smaller budgets and supported by knowledgeable, enthusiastic fans. Like most arts communities, if you dig far enough beneath the surface, you'll find the gold. For Sound of Vision, I'm Martin Douglas.
1: Thanks so much to Martin Douglas, Jim Perry, Daniel McCabe, and Damien Abraham for this awesome piece. If you like stories like this, I highly recommend checking out Sound and Vision on KEXP Saturday mornings from 7.30 to 9 a.m. Pacific Time or anytime on KEXP.org. And also, if you like this podcast, please rate and review it. It really helps us out here. Thank you so much to this whole team, the podcast team led by Isabel Khalili. And thank you to the audio team for engineering this piece at KEXP. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Rachel Stevens.